Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. It's brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex with PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. Now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. You can reach us on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline. We're going fully interactive for the next hour. River Cree Resort Casino hotline is 780-496-0063. You can text us on our 630-630 Heartland Ford text line. Think called deal ships are the same thick again experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at heartland ford we're at uh, twitter at Oilers now my personal handle is bob underscore stoffer brendan escott's taking some time away dave campbell is available on twitter how dave dave underscore ched how like how long have we known each other now like over 20 years right uh, it's got to be you know, close to 24 years now. 95. Yeah. I think the first time I met you was that uh, John Sexsmith was working the the uh, pregame and postgame show for Chad. Yeah. And you, were you opping at that time on the I show? Was, I was opping, and I owe John a lot because he's the first person to say to me, throw the mic on. Yeah. Uh, after games, and I... Yeah, you know, I thought that was always very uh, cool of him to do. So you came into uh, Mo's Sports Parlor where uh, Wes Montgomery would often be, and John and I was lamenting my own personal stage in life because I had to go tree planting that yeah. uh, that spring and summer. <laughs> uh, we were a little bit smaller back then. Explain, weren't we? Explains your physique at the time. It, what is, and there's a lot of things that explain your physique now. Okay, and what, I can say the same thing. Uh, what do you What are you saying? I was in shape back then. Uh, yeah. I was too. <laughs> yes. Wasn't quite, you know. So between the two of us, would we be north of 500? I think we might have. Sadly, egg. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we might have been, well, we were over 400 back then, though, yes. too. Yeah. Because yes. we were both over 200 pounds back then. All right. Well, let's have some fun. Let's open up the phone line 780 Excuse me. We will uh, get to this day in Oilers history. Uh, we'll dip into our Oilers Now audio vault and uh, go around the NHL as well. But uh, I want to take some calls, so we're going to drop the puck with Chris, who's been patiently waiting for seven and a half minutes on line number one. Hi, Chris. How are you? 
How you doing, Bob? Good. Uh, Sorry I had to wait. Uh, can you hear me? I got a good connection, hopefully. Yeah, we do. We're good. Go for it. Awesome. Um, I'm a huge Oilers fan. Uh, just because I live in Phoenix does not mean I don't know hockey or love hockey. I grew up in southwest Ontario, been an Oilers fan since the fourth grade. I'm 41, so hence my hatred for the Leafs. I had to, I had to endure lots of Leafs banter for uh, my entire childhood. Uh, regardless of that, uh, the Oilers... Uh, um, it doesn't matter what uh, people think or, or whatnot. Uh, it's going to be a very attractive position uh, for for any GM or any any poho or, or whoever wants to come and, and work for the Oilers. We have a lot of uh, of building blocks. We've got a lot of assets, uh, regardless of uh, of the uh, contracts that we have to move. It's going to be a lucrative job. I'm excited. Uh, we have to get it right. We we cannot uh, uh, take one step forward and then take three steps back like we uh, we just did. Um, Daryl Cates has to start running this this team, this organization like a business. I, I love the ex players. I, I love Kev, uh, Kevin Lowe. I, I love McTavish. Thank you for what they did back in the day. We we all understand why they had positions for this team with this team. We all know that nobody um, prior to Cates taking over, nobody wanted to work for the Oilers. Nobody wanted to run the Oilers. It wasn't an attractive, attractive job, so we had to get who we had to get. Understandable. Turn the page. This is a different team. We need to start looking at it, like I said, as a business from top to bottom. We need to fill these positions, regardless if, if, we, if we have uh, personnel that are in these positions. If we can upgrade whatever from pro scouts to amateur scouts, whatever position we can upgrade to make this team run better and better manage we need to do so all right chris, um, chris just one quick thing um kevin lowe has basically been in the business side for the last four or five years now mac t has remained on the hockey operations side uh since peter shirelli came aboard as president and gm and mac t was basically demoted he's remained on the hockey side for them you know people can believe what they want to believe um I, I would suggest to you that Kevin did a pretty good job in hockey operations um, for the better part of the time that he was a, a general manager with Edmonton. Uh, but it's my belief he's been over on the business side and with alumni development and that sort of thing. Um, the other thing I'd say, the the fact that the organization has McDavid and Dry Settles as foundational building blocks, the fact that the team has Rogers Place, and most importantly, the fact that they have a tremendously uh, passionate fan base that has stuck through the team. Those are three critical factors that make this job appealing, and there's one more. It's a private club, Chris. There's only 31 NHL GM jobs out there. Trust me when I say this, even during the days of the Edmonton Investors Group, any job as a general manager in the NHL was coveted. Okay, and so I, I don't think there's a lot of guys that are sitting there saying, well, there's no way in hell I'd go into Edmonton. I don't buy that for a second, especially if you've never been a GM before. You want that opportunity. So I concur with your thoughts that this is an attractive job. I slightly differ with your thoughts on who's involved to what extent. Uh, again, McTavish is absolutely involved in hockey ops. He's uh, sort of heading up Bakersfield the last couple of years, and I haven't agreed with everything he's done down there. I mean, I pushed uh, the orders to try to sign Derek Ryan three years in a row, and before he signed his big contract in Calgary, and couldn't make any headway there. But they, you know, the, the things are going pretty well in Bakersfield. But I just wanted to clarify that, at least from my perspective, for you. Okay. And then, uh, and then we also have uh, we also have a uh, a farm system now that's uh, probably the best that we've 
Um, yep. had a very very long time. And it's um, just at, and it's just it's just average, Chris. Like in terms of the actual prospect base, it's average compared to the teams winning. It's an average prospect base. By this time next year, it might be a good prospect base, Chris. Oh, I think it's going to be it's going to be a heck of a, a heck of a prospect base. Uh, just just with uh, Evan Bouchard coming on board uh, next, next year, uh, Ryan McLeod. And then uh, Samarukov, which I think is going to be a dark horse, and that's not even uh, you know we still got Maximov and and, and that Safin kid or whatnot. Uh, yep. The other question I have is uh, is McDavid. How's McDavid's leg looking? I, I don't uh, know. I do not have an update at this time. Sorry. All right. No worries. Don't don't have an update. Uh, when the team sends something out, I'll have an update. Let's go to Ralph on line number two. I believe he's calling from Glendon. Hi, Ralph. How are you? Hi, uh, Bob. I uh, love your show. Thanks. I just had a possible dream team of executives there, so I was thinking Ralph Kruger as the uh, president of Hockey Operations, yep. Keith Gretzky as the GM, yep. and then bring back Todd Nelson as the head coach, maybe just have a nice friendly group there. All right. Uh, well, thank you for that, Ralph. You waited a long time. Uh, I'd say long shot on the Kruger front just because of prior history. Gretzky, I, I, you know, Ryan Rashog reporting today, uh, still in the mix. I know we, re, you know, were asked about a report that was out there a couple days ago, and I don't believe in denigrating others' opinions. So people are entitled to their opinions and their sources. Um, Ryan put it out there today that Keith Gretzky's of the belief that he's still in the mix, and I would concur with that thought. I'd see no reason why to suggest that's not the case. Todd Nelson, hmm, interesting guy. We could have a situation next year. Where Todd McClellan's the next head coach of the LA Kings, I believe Dallas Akins is going to get the Anaheim Ducks job. Does Todd Nelson end up somewhere? I like Todd Nelson. He's a good guy, man. He's a good guy. Uh, thanks for the call, Ralph. 780-496-0063, River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Paul is in Bakersfield. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm well, and you? Good. What's going on? Well, I was just calling because uh, I'm actually an Edmontonian, and um, I've been down here, oh, went to the Gulls games for quite a while in San Diego, and then I just uh, <laughs> have a place about an hour out of Bakersfield. And did you work for did, up here. did you work for the Comrie family? Is that why you went to the San Diego games back in the day? Because they owned the, no. uh, the old Gulls at one point. No, I was actually trying to get maybe on with Bosa Development or something like that, but it, it never happened. Okay. Anyway, um... The reason I was calling was because at the the compete level at the at the Condors games, yeah, is really impressive the way that team competes. And um, I'm wondering, you know, what what your feeling is. Uh, um, I don't know whether you see them. I guess you maybe see some videos of them. And yeah, it'd be nice to know if the, if those games are available on a rebroadcast. I haven't actually even. No, bothered to look into it. They're not because um, they're not. They're, I mean, there's an in-house broadcast, and that's where you get the highlights of the games to watch after. They they do a real good job with their Twitter accounts, sending out yeah uh, the big goals and the big hits. Like the other night, Stanton blew a guy up and knocked him out of the game with a hit, and they showed all three of Curry's hat trick goals. So uh, there's uh, a guy named Ryan Holt. Is that online? Uh, yeah, no, it's on Twitter. Uh, if you go to Bakersfield, I think it's at Condors is their Twitter account, and they put out I don't all. Do- Okay. Yeah, so they put they put all the goals out. They do. This guy named Ryan Holt. He does their play by play, and he's also in charge of their social media and their uh, okay. media stuff. And it's it's pretty it's pretty well done. Uh, anyways, anyway, a couple of names that have sure, I've been go impressed for with. 
Go for it. Esposito. Yep. And uh, William Lagason. Okay. Um, I think, uh, you know, watching the the Oilers play, um, it does seem as though they're, you know, and, and betting, you know, he, kid tries hard. He's not that big, but um, it does seem as though they lack the physical element that, like, Lagason has. Yeah. Um, the guy competes in his own end like nobody's business. I, I just don't see that. Of course, I'm, you know, down at the glass level. There's a yeah. There's a bar right at ice level in Bakersfield. Sounds like um, a good idea. It's great. It's in the offensive zone for the first and third period, and uh, it and, really is a fun, a fun. So place guys, there. guys, guys get a lot better as the game goes on, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, it, the the intensity, and, you know, and even even the visitors, it's just really, um, it's great. Yeah. And uh, uh, anyway, Lagaston was good. Um, impressed, of course, with with Benson. And uh, for sure, um, I was wondering if you could ask a couple questions. What is it with Day? What's his deal? He's, All right, so here, he's well, let's on get, the power play. Yeah. So let's here. I'll, I'll shed. Some, first of all, Lagason has got a distinct possibility to make the Oilers next season. He's already yeah. played a year in Sweden. This is his first year North American pro, but he's got two years of pro. He is a highly competitive defenseman. Your scouting report's one hundred percent correct. Uh, Esposito. Is a Luke Esposito was on an AHL deal. Um, you know, he's the sort of guy you, you, you can't have all 12 forward spots tied up with guys in NHL deals on the American League team. You need guys pushing. Like Poli might get himself a contract here. He's a big physical guy. He's thick. He's 6'2. He can't skate. He can't skate. Okay. So there you go. That's good to know, Paul. That's good to yeah. know. You don't believe he can skate. Because uh, I'm no. I'm told there's there's teams out there that are looking at signing him because of the physicality. He's hot. That's why he's a tough SOB. Yeah, well, and that's still a part of the game. Uh, and then Esposito, but Esposito's on an AHL deal. Logan Day, I, you know, I got to be honest with you. I mean, the offensive numbers, you tell me. Do you think he's a guy that deserves an, uh, would you, like, is he a bit like Brad Hunt to you? Uh, I'm not real familiar with Brad Hunt. It seemed like he had a good shot, right? Yes, a smaller, undersized, puck-moving defenseman yeah. that puts up numbers in the AHL that might be able to tweener fill at the NHL level. Does Logan Day have that possibility, do you think? I, I You know, I really haven't focused on him enough. I was like a focus on Lagason and I'm um, always interested in I Okay, in well, okay, Lagason, um, Lagason's going to be the guy that's got a great chance to make it. Right. That, Thanks. No, I, I agree. I was just curious about Dave because he was, you know, he kind of he runs the power play. Yeah. So, well, you know, it just seems as though that uh, after Sakara, um, running the power play was seems like something that they might be able to use something like that on. But that's really neither here, just you know, neither here nor there. Okay. I was just curious what you thought about him. One other quick, quick question: what What was your assessment on uh, Cave and? Um, and then when Raddy was Raddy put on waivers this year? Oh, now I have to remember. Uh, yes, he was, but he stayed with the team. I think. What, what was I, your I thought think, on that? I okay, mean, it seems I, to me that the, the guy starts off, but you know, number one, right, right wing, and he doesn't score for a few games. It's just like they, the Oilers don't seem to allow the continuity for these guys to, you know, to just have a slump and then work themselves out of it. They, okay. Paul, you've asked a lot of questions. I'm going to hit on a couple of them here. First, I'll start with uh, Ty Ratty. Uh, I think he, you know, he he needed to knock it out of the park. He didn't knock it out of the park. I, I think that the owners will be looking for somebody different. Um, you know, 
He's he's played about 100 games now in the NHL, and when it comes to forwards, I think you know kind of what you got at that stage. Colby Cave, for me, fourth-line center. And the orders to the Edmonton never replaced Ryan Strom as a third-line center. There are some people that would suggest to you that had the orders not fired Todd McClellan and not traded Ryan Strom and Drake Kajula, that they might have been fighting for a playoff spot right to the final game. As it turned out, they were fighting for a playoff spot till five games left. So take it for what it's worth. Let's go to Terry on line number four. Terry, how are you? I'm well, Bob. It's been a while since I've talked to you. Uh, just some of these conversations that's been playing around in my mind. <clears throat> years and years and years ago, uh, uh, there was a press conference uh, with Wayne, uh, and he was being, uh, uh, I can't remember the length of the contract, but it was being increased to something like 1999. And we know how that worked out, of course. But, of course, all the media was gathered around Wayne, and there's a little old man by the name of Walter standing off to the corner and spending about an hour with him. And uh, what a wonderful gentleman. I just came away super impressed. I was just, I can't help but thinking that the nut didn't fall far from the tree. I've never met Keith, but I. Uh, if he's anything like his father or like Wayne, he'd be perfect for the job. Um, and another thing, um, a previous caller was talking about Todd Nelson. Um, I liked him, too, when he so was in I. Oklahoma. Yep. You know, he, he let the horses run. You know, he didn't try to make checkers out of scorers and vice versa. And I think that was uh, the downfall of a few other coaches we've had here. Okay. So uh, that's, that's my two cents okay. on the matter. Thanks, Terry. I, I would say this. Uh... I was told over the years uh, by people that, you know, Wayne Gretzky, incredibly modest fellow, uh, devoid of ego. That's true. And um, and Keith is very similar. You know, there's some other people that are real self-promoters in the hockey world. Those guys aren't like that. I guess when you're Wayne Gretzky, you don't really have to be a self-promoter. When you have over 60 NHL records, they kind of speak for themselves. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, oh, man, that's uh, that's interesting that Terry picked up on that. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. It's 122 in Edmonton. We'll keep going with some calls, get to some texts as well. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Shed. All right, we have three minutes, so we're going to try to get the next three callers in during that stage. We're going to start with Ralph on line number one. He wants to talk about the play of the defense. Hi, Ralph. How are you? Doing well, Bob. Um, when I listen to you talk, you talk about the players who will be the core on this team moving forward, so we know who those are. And on defense, you include Nurse and Clapbaum. Yep. You believe, and I'm quoting you, that there will be there needs to be only four of the starting 16-man return next year. What I said is they need a different dimension to their defense, yeah. and I could see four of the six, but I have not specified as to who the other two are. So, because I but think you that... Have, yeah. You have stated that you didn't want to trade Adam Larson or that you would not trade Adam Larson and that you think Matt Benning is priced right for yeah. what he brings. So, by process of elimination... We're left with Chris Russell and Andre. Sekera. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say Sekra for me. The, the the question I have is, can you afford that cap hit in that role? Um, and on Larson, it would depend on what the return would be for Larson. Like, the, I'll give you an example. Let's say Buffalo calls and says, you know what, Rastus, Rasmus Ristolainen needs a new opportunity, and we need a guy that can defend to play with Rasmus Dolin. Well, I would consider doing that. 
you know, because Buffalo would be trading Ristolainen on a down year and the Oilers would be trading uh, Larson. I got a lot of time personally for Chris Russell. I'm just saying the Oilers have got to change the complexion of their makeup of their defense. Do you not agree? No, I do agree with that. And I just brought those two names up um, because I, I think, I mean, of course, your better players who are priced right are a heck of a lot easier to trade than right. maybe guys making five and a half million on your third pairing. So I view Russell as an easier player to move because he's a UFA sooner than Sekra and he's at a, a better price point. They're both they're is, both a UFA in the same year. Oh, are they? Yeah, both they both have two years left in their deal. Okay. Uh, Sekra's making five and a half and Russell's making four. So would you think that Chris Russell would still be easier to move or do you see it differently? No, I think Chris Russell would be easier to move. And so if there was a deal, like I'm looking at Milan Lucic and I'm looking at Bobby Ryan, and I'm wondering if we couldn't make some kind of a swap there. Because I, I I, I'll tell you why I don't see it. I, I don't see Milan Lucic moving his no-movement capacity to do his deal to go to Ottawa. But Ottawa would probably have a deal in place then to flip him somewhere else for another asset. Well, maybe if Pierre Dorian could exercise that. I mean, the last time he did that, he ended up giving away his first-round draft choice as part of a three-way deal yeah. to get Matt Duchesne. Hey, Ralph, I appreciate the call. I want to get one, one or two more in here, okay? You bet. Thanks. Let's go to uh, Henry on line number two. Hi, Henry. you got about a minute. Go for it. Uh, 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 hi, Bob. Uh, I have one question about... Uh, um, about um, Furland? Hall uh, management. Hello? About yeah. the whole man- management that everybody is talking now to to replace, you know, like we can see influence all those ex-oilers. They are sitting always around the table on um, on a draft, right? And um, I don't think it was Charely's idea to to um, give two choices for Reinhardt. All right, it's it's all over. Those Henry, I will address. Okay, ideas. Henry, I appreciate yeah. the call. I do have to go to the news. What I will do is for the 479th time over the last yeah. six months, I'll give you a perspective. Stay. Uh, just keep listening to the show. When we come back at 12:35, I'll talk or 1:35. I'll briefly uh, give you a perspective that might be different than maybe some other people's out there regarding Taylor Hall and. Uh, Griffin Reinhardt trades. Okay, thanks for calling, Henry. Uh, yep. You bet. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, six thirty. Chad.